It's time again for the Scotty Johnny Podcast with your host, Scotty Johnny himself, John Barnett, and the ego himself, Cheddar Talk, Aaron Flottam, talking Wisconsin sports, NFL through D3, college hockey, doesn't matter. Two mics, two crusty vets, two opinions, one based in reality and one based in what do you bet on Twitter? With music by Delete Great Cars and Trucks. Here's John and Aaron. Welcome, welcome, one and all. Welcome into the Scotty and Johnny podcast. I am your not-so-humble host, and my name is Jonathan Barnett. No I had, way. I had some issues with that last week. Uh, <laughs> nobody else heard that but Aaron, but I'll put that out there. Uh, speaking of Aaron, with me this week, I bring you, as per usual, Aaron Cheddar Talk Flottam. Hey, John, what's going on, man? Uh, another yep. boring week in sports. It's been fantastic. It's just something, I guess. Yeah. Things happened, and, and we, we got we're we got two teams. We got two teams. One from the desert, and one from the coast that are uh, playing in a hockey Ugh. game. Right in the south part of the coast. And then we have a team for the Rockies, playing a team from the coast in the NBA Finals. That that that's great. I mean, whatever. It's yeah, whatever. I, uh, it's, I, I, I at this point, I, I, it's fun, but it's just a watch. I guess I don't know. Like, uh, yeah. It, it, was, it was fun watching the other night, watching the Heat actually make a series out of this thing. After game one, I thought for sure the Nuggets were just going to roll right over the Heat, but it's, uh, yeah, he, here he we are. back, and there we are. Just yeah, Spolster and uh, Buckets doing it again, so, yeah. <laughs> Got to be careful with that team. That team is scary. Uh, I, there's, a, there's a fun tweet that was brought to my attention from the Sickos Committee, and, and we are in the doldrums, so I'm going to – Go over some of these. These are the 2022-2023 non-NCAA national championships, meaning events that have national collegiate championships for which there is no NCAA uh, thing, basically. Oh, fantastic. Um, so, uh, important, of course, uh, acrobatics and tumbling. Baylor. Okay. Adapted tennis. I don't know what adapted tennis Not tennis. Adapted tennis. Is it that, is, is would that be like um uh, not sure handicap sorry no, I don't know I it's know. Alabama can't come up with can't can't come up with a better word for it but otherly like, abled uh, I don't otherly know abled yes yeah okay best ranch horse team uh Texas Whoa. Tech of course <laughs> I mean it either have to be that or Montana State I mean that's <laughs> right. or maybe Wyoming Tech. Uh, robotics actually this is a good one because this is local uh Platteville. Platteville, no the National well, Robotics great, great Championship. Engineering. Yeah, good yeah. job. Good job, Platteville. No, not MIT, not Berkeley. Nope. Uh, nope. Platteville's an en- excellent engineering school. Yes. Uh, book collecting. Harvard, of course. That's, that's literally, apparently you get a theme, and then you, uh, you, you have to collate a collection of books around the theme. Hey everybody, and that's it. We're, we're super rich. We need uh, we not winning not not too many national championships anymore. So uh, let's uh, let's uh, pool our money together and create a national championship that <laughs> only we can win here at Harvard. Harvard. And we're gonna do book collecting. All right, three, two, one, go. Yeah. Oh, <laughs> sorry, Pine Bluff. You don't know how to read. Too bad. <laughs> I'm trying to also see like some of these are are logos from schools that I don't even know because there's some like jazz band. I don't actually know what that school's logo is. I'd have to look it up and really search. Bracketology, though. Purdue wins at Bracketology, which is funny because the brackets beat Purdue. 
<laughs> so badly. Uh, Miami of Ohio. The yeah, irony is not lost, but yes. yes that's a very smart school. So, of course, <laughs> yeah, they, they would be on top of it. But, yes, the irony is not lost it's on the fact that. Glorious. They, Purdue, busted brackets worse than anybody. <laughs> Broomball, Miami of Ohio. Um, no. Here's some good ones. Uh, Weber State, co-ed cheer. Okay. Uh all girl cheer, which should be all women's because it's collegiate. Uh, that looks like New Hampshire. No, it's girl. The uh, the musical theater national champion is, of course, Texas Tech, and I am outraged. Uh, Weird. The solar okay. decathlon champion is Ball State. Wind energy goes to K State. Well, that would make sense. They have a lot of wind in Kansas. Right. The weather forecasting national champion is MIT, oh, which oh, makes some sense. Me, you got to let me guess these. Oh, uh, okay. MIT, weird. Okay. That's Here's some ones that are actually sports you'd follow. I, think. I mean, like okay. you would, but have not. Uh, okay. Rugby 15s, men. Mm. I'm going to do this. Big Ten school, this one. Do I know? Uh, Penn State. Michigan, actually. Okay. Uh, rugby 7, men. Penn State. <laughs> Indiana. Okay. Uh, there's some good ones here. This one you might get. Dinghy sailing co-ed. All I want in my life is for one of my children to get a dinghy sailing dinghy scholarship. Sailing co-ed. Oh, my God. This it would be great to be... get one to this school, even though it is a long drive for us. Rhode Island? No. Um, Stanford. Oh, the other direction. Okay. Yeah. Dinghy sailing women. Rhode Island. Stanford again. <laughs> Synchronized swimming. Ooh. It's a Big Ten school. All right. Uh, let's go with Maryland. Uh, Ohio State. Dang. This one I think wow. you can get. Hey, Ohio State has everything. We have nothing. Trombone choir. Huh? The National <laughs> Trombone Choir champion. This is important. I, I, I this mean, is amazing. I, I want to say Wisconsin because it's, of the marching band. It but. should be, but is not. It is Texas. Texas, okay. Uh, ultimate, like... ultimate D one and men and women same national champion, same school wins both D one, ultimate men's and women's for frisbee. Ultimate yeah, frisbee ultimate. Uh, yeah, ultimate frisbee. I, that's that's a legit sport, by the yeah, way. Yeah, yeah. Having having played it, well, so is rugby. Actually, they yeah. actually have a league, and there's actually like pro leagues. There's one in Madison now too. I forget their name. Um, they oh give yeah, yeah. Free tickets to vets all the time. They 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 play like at Warner Park. But uh, yeah. let's see here. Uh, I ACC Ultimate, school, ACC, um, North Carolina. Yeah. Boom! Ding, ding 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 ding. Okay, here's some I think you'll get. Who's got some money? Anyway. Uh, Team Sailing Co-Ed. Well, now you lost me because I I was thinking East Coast schools, and you hit me up with Stanford the last time. This one's in East Coast, though. East Coast. East Coast school. Let's go with BU, Boston University. Oh, no. Uh, Harvard. Harvard. Well, there's another one. Hey, uh, we need another sport that uh, no one else can afford to do. So uh, let's uh, be on the book club collecting. Let's uh, the, let's, collecting. let's do the national championship <laughs> in ships that no other school can afford. But not dinghies. We'll leave that to the West Coast. Yeah, we'll leave those out to those. We'll leave those out to those. Uh, those herb smokers out on the West Coast. Yeah, they, they can have their little dinghies and uh, sail around the Pacific. Maybe they'll get out to Hawaii eventually. We'll do some real shipping out here on the East Coast. 
All right. So the next one is Team Sailing Women's. It is East again. Actually, same conference, but not same school. Oh, so, I mean, that kind of limits it. Uh, Providence? No, no, Providence is Big East. Uh, Yale. 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 Okay, sorry. Yeah, yeah. God, that was a dumb I'm sorry. That was (laughs) All right, and then, I don't know if there's any other ones on here. Oh, um, national champion, Microsoft Excel. Um, <laughs> University of Washington, no, uh, Ohio State, actually. Again, okay, I was yeah. just going with the the the, the hometown of uh, Microsoft on that one. So there we go. So yeah, there's an Overwatch national championship as well, which is hilarious. Oh, snowboarding men's and women's the same school. It's a mountain school. Uh, See Colorado, if you could... probably right. No, Nevada actually. Oh no way! That's yeah. awesome. I mean, they got some mountains in Nevada too. So I was just thinking bison or. <laughs> Colorado State probably, but this is one you're gonna never get. Best hip hop dance D one A. Iowa State. B- BYU. <laughs> <It was laughs> close. <laughs> I was close, John. That was, you gotta admit that was close. Uh, that was pretty good. Yeah. That was yeah. I, I <laughs> Cybersecurity <laughs> National they're, they're Champion. Not that, they're not that different, John. <laughs> Okay, cybersecurity national champion. I was just say Stanford. Oh, I was gonna say Weber State because there was that, a that... there was a co-champion though for crop judging, co-national hmm. champions in crop judging. Probably like uh, Kansas State and Texas A and I. Oh, Texas... so close! K State and Iowa State. Iowa State. Oh, oh and South. USC Texas and gets... I doesn't exist anymore. I'm sorry. That's where oh. uh, John Randall went to school. Oh, okay. The uh, small trumpet ensemble went to uh, USC. Large trumpet ensemble to North Texas. North Texas is also your men's polo champion. I don't think of the Mean Green as a polo school, but but, well, but I here mean, I am. There's not a lot of horses left, like horse riding. So I mean, yeah, I guess. <laughs> I need to know what this school is. Scotty Johnny Sports, all Try. Wisconsin sports, my friends. Oh man. Disc golf national champions. There we go. I'm just going to, I got to read this one. So disc golf men's national champion, Cincinnati and the women's is uh Mizzou. How about well, that? I, I do know that. Uh, so my, my uncle is down in Medi- my uh, oldest uncle is down in Medina, Ohio. And Medina has the country's oldest disc golf course. I played it once. So okay. that doesn't surprise me. Because if you would have let me guess, I would have said an Ohio school, but yeah. Clemson is your dairy tasting champion. Air Force I, is, of I, course, I, I your skydiving national that. champion. Clemson only can taste dairy because they, <laughs> they don't have it enough so they can distinguish the. Yeah. Maryland is your soil judging national champion, and Georgia Tech is your mascot dance national champion. Oh, yeah. Uh, here's one for you, Aaron. And I dare you to complete this podcast after I tell you this one. But Texas A&M is your meat judging national champion. Yes. And with that, we will get right into our main event. Meat gazers. (laughs) Starting things off with the main event. All right. So we are through all of that now. And Aaron and I have calmed back down. 
ready to go forward with our Brewers talk, which is really. I mean, that was, up there with our best, that was up there with our best intro, except for the one time where we did almost 45 minutes on our deployment talks <laughs> because we had nothing else to talk about. Yeah, and then should... we we're like, oh, and yeah, good job, Platteville on there. Scuba. Robotics. Robotics <laughs> yeah, National Champions. Platteville. Yeah, that was one of our better. Anyways, the Brewers. Yeah. Oh, well, the, we talked about this last week, and we talked about, well, I've talked about it for two weeks. We talked about last week. This is the part of the schedule the Brewers need to make. You know, they need to make hay while the sun is shining. Uh, they get Cincinnati. I mean, on the road, Great American Ballpark, place where you can hit some dingers. And they win the first three. They, they made it exciting at each of these for the most part. Uh, the Sunday game was the least exciting. The, the Brewers did a great job just kind of getting out and staying there and holding on. Uh, only gave up the one run. The... Uh, the Saturday game was just flying a cupboard coming right at you, but then somebody opened the cupboard, so we didn't just watch them die. But they were up 10-3, right? And and uh, they were looking good. Everything was moving, but then just kind of... I think they ended the game with nine steals. I think it, maybe it was officially eight, because there was one where uh, there was a wild pitch that got away and actually went to the dugout, and it got there just as the guy who was stealing third, who was going to be safe. Um, was it Merrifield? Right. Um, yeah. He was a step away from third. Otherwise, he gets awarded home. And they, sure. they, they challenge that, and they should. I mean, I'm not mad. I don't get mad when they challenge stuff. That was, I'd have challenged it. It was worth the, worth the time. Right. I mean, if, if it's, it, yeah, why, well, we, we didn't feel it was fair to challenge it. If it was right, then challenge it. Yeah. Go ahead and do it. I mean, who cares if you challenge a thing? It's a it's a thing, so whatever. You have the challenges, use them. Um, it's a thing, it's a thing. Yeah, right? Exactly. Right. This is the greatest quote ever we've had here, I think. Use Just... the tools that you have in front of you, gentlemen. <laughs> so, I mean, they get three out of four here. Uh, it's been a rough, rough stretch. Actually, the next three are going to be tough, but then it's going to be a little downhill for just a, a hot minute here. And by downhill, I mean the Athletics will be rolling into town, uh, which is who the Pirates are playing right now. And so the Pirates could jump a half game ahead of the Brewers today. And then the Brewers are going to have to have uh, the Orioles. The Orioles, of course, who began their major league career as the Milwaukee Brewers. <laughs> like, what, 1901 or whatever it was? I forget. True story, yes. Um, but, yeah, then three against the Athletics. Um and then they'll get that little two-game set in uh, Minnesota, which, by the way, I, I love their ballpark. I mean, it's kind of squeezed into an odd spot downtown, but everybody wanted to get away from where the Metrodome was because it's not a good spot for a stadium. And the Vikings are still there. But yeah, right, everybody right, exactly. else tried to leave. Exactly. It's, a, it's a bad place for a stadium. So the Vikings built a new one there. Yeah, They wanted to get out. They wanted to do something like Titletown District. They just couldn't make it work. The Twin Stadium is a lot of fun. If you have a chance to go there, I encourage you to do it. It's not that far for a lot of Wisconsin. Um, it's it's cool the way you kind of come up at it. And if you come from the way we came in, you actually almost look down at the field. Like So you walk in and you are looking at the uh, upper deck. And then you kind of come down from there looking straight at the field right away. It's beautiful. Uh, and I get why they don't put a dome up just because the Metrodome is something that they all... I mean, well, they, they had to deal I, with that for so long. It was kind of a 
I got a lot of great memories of being in the Metrodome for a lot of big, cool games. Because I mean, you know, I like the two big the seasons in Twins history happened inside the Metrodome. Yeah, and the fact that they With hate the, the Metrodome so much, it just absolutely boggles my mind. Like it wasn't a like, good yeah. stadium particularly, but it was, it was interesting. It was, I don't know. There's a feel in there that was a little different, and I guess most of mine is just the nostalgia of having been in there a lot as a kid. Um. Yeah, for a lot of games. I watched a lot of those Twin Seasons. I watched Puckett. I watched Danny Gladden. Danny Gladden's the first baseball card I ever got in a pack. Uh, right. so, I mean, like, I like the Twins for a certain No, it's, so do I. And, and I mean, and uh, Gary Gaetti, you know. Oh, yeah. Brunanski. Uh, Greg Gagne. Let's just go down. Tom Kelly is. Yeah. Oh, uh, yeah. Hubba, 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 hubba. <laughs> you know, like, Tom. Tom. I mean, he got that stuff. I mean, it's great. But, I mean, the. The, the 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 absolute 100% no we're going to have an open baseball stadium but we need to have a closed football stadium and it's like i mean do you you do realize that and and they don't talk about it too loud that there is a backup plan to use um what's the, the US point? bank field or US bank stadium for baseball because of the fact that it, I mean, they haven't run into it yet because they haven't had made haven't made it out of the first round of the playoffs still again. But I mean, an, a November World Series in the Twin Cities with an open air stadium, <laughs> like it, it's it's a, it's a terrible idea. And in the meantime, Manfred or is, is it a brilliant idea? Manfred is trying to uh, tell Milwaukee that he's going to move their team because their stadium is a, a heap of a heap of garbage. Whatever, <laughs> you know, yeah. It's like. It, which is also a, a, a total lie, and we talked about that last week. But mm-hmm. like, I mean, it, Target Field's a beautiful stadium for three and a half months. Yeah, but otherwise, it's oh, it's, it's a gorgeous place to go. Go there in August. Go there now. Mm-hmm. Go see the Brewers play on the thirteenth and fourteenth. Go do it. It's a great mm-hmm. time. Uh, it's a fantastic place to watch a, a game. It's a cool stadium. It really is a nice stadium. It's it, well it really built. Is. And it's and, in a fun and, spot. And, and the Vi- and the Vikings and the Twins could have had a co-use stadium together, or just like a co-use facility in one place, like with with fields next to each other, under in underneath one platform. But you can only rake the taxpayers over the coals <laughs> so many times, and you know. We're mm-hmm. going to rake them once for Target Stadium and once for U.S. Bank Stadium. Because, hey, Brewers and Packers fans, you don't know anything about getting raked over the coals for taxes oh. <laughs> like Minnesota people do. Uh, it's a different spots for the big thing. So, yeah, it's just a little it's a little different. But, I mean, like this this area here, because we're, we're looking at this this June. I mean, they're going to have the Diamondbacks, but at home, the Orioles, but at home. Their away games are going to be you know, the Guardians uh, and the Mets, uh, and actually just the Twins, the Guardians, and the Mets pretty much this month. Mm-hmm. And if we're looking at them, uh, the Guardians have a losing record. Uh, right. Where are the Mets at? As oh. does most of the AL Central. Yeah. It was most as of the discussed. NL Central, too. As, as discussed last week. The Mets are 30-30, and 30 and they actually have a winning record against teams that aren't the Brewers. So, yeah. you know, that's, that's something. And... I mean, oh, the, we were talking about last week that maybe both centrals would be won by a sub 500 team this year. It's possible. And it is official though. The, the pirates are now a half game ahead of Milwaukee, but that doesn't oh. mean the, the NL central has two teams with winning records, which, Fantastic. yeah, which is something, uh, which is, <laughs> I mean, the East, the NL East only has two teams with winning records. Uh, same with the NL West. 
just you know Arizona is a team that's going to come in that they got they're thirty five and twenty five. They have the uh, second best record in the uh, National League right now, right behind Atlanta. Well, a half game behind Atlanta because Atlanta's got a game in hand. They're thirty five twenty four to thirty five twenty five. Um, but yeah, I mean, we've got now, once we get through that, we'll, we'll have, you know, Toronto all the way, Boston all the way, Tampa all the way, Baltimore all the way. We'll still have to play like New York. Uh, we'll still have to play like the White Sox and, uh, I think Texas. And then we'll be done with the AL We're we got a bunch of this stuff left with like the Cubs. We're going to have end of the season series coming up against, uh, St. Louis who, um, they're. Why are they tied up? Well, either way, they're they're like ten under five hundred right now. They're twenty five and thirty five, so they're seven and a half back of the Brewers at this point, as we record. Uh, mm-hmm. And they've won three of their last ten. So yeah, I mean, th- like we've said, this is a year for the Brewers to be in a rebuild because everybody's in a rebuild in the Central right now. Right. And I'll tell you what, that Cincinnati team, man, can they move? And they got a couple of decent pitchers. St. Louis has got some kids who can really play. They're just not, you know, not all together yet. In about three or four years, the NL Central is going to be really fun again. And that's going to be terrible for us because, I mean, we're going to be in the thick of a super heated hunt where we're all going to be like winning teams and just beating each other up. Um, Well, it's it's funny too because the Packers are almost in the same world. Like it's like the symmetry is unbelievable. Right. Yes, that's a good point. Minnesota had to blow up their defense. Um, the bears are year two of the rebuild. bears are the bears. <laughs> yeah. They, they've, they put a lot of money into receiver room, but it's kind of a bunch of wide receiver twos, which could work. Um, but their quarterback is a runner and what they found is he's more effective if he doesn't throw, which is, which can work if you have the scheme for it and you want to do the things for it. And they got Cole Komet. They could be a, you know, a Ravens type offense if they really want to, but they don't have a defense right. to do it. So, so you just laid it out there. So they just poured a whole bunch of money into the wide receiver room and they have a good tight end, but yeah. they've realized that their quarterback's better if he doesn't throw. Yeah. I mean, they can do some things with that. We'll see what it remains hey. to be seen than actually do it, but. I mean, Detroit's the favorite of the conference. Hey, before really we step off be. this one though, I have to throw, I have to, I have to be mean to the Bears, John. John, <laughs> okay. buckle up, because I, I, I curved you towards this. Did you see that thing about uh, how the Bears have now backed off? They're not going to build that big complex out in Arlington Heights anymore. Oh, I didn't see it. They're not going to do it. Yeah, apparently now they're not going to do it. Why wouldn't they? I don't know. I, I, I heard it because the. I hope they don't. How, the the appraisal on how much it would cost, uh, went through the roof. And I kind of so, don't like them leaving that stadium area. Like it's cool; it's right by the lake. I get that the parking is garbage, but man, I, mean, I don't know. It's Soldier just, it's, Field. It's just, it's just fun. It's just fun. I, it's just fun watching the Bears leverage this. But they bought all that land out there too. Remember that? Yes, they did. So, and and now and now instead of just saying never mind, we're just going to improve Soldier Field and you know <sighs> grin and bear it. They said no. Nope, now we're going to look at Naperville. Oh, okay. But but that's why. But look at what they're doing. Like they're just literally because people don't realize what is it. Uh, Soldier Field's not owned by the McCaskies. Sorry. Yeah. No. It's 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 owned by the city. city of Chicago, and they're leasing it from them. Which is why the grass is so long because the city doesn't want to pay to mow the grass. Right, and they and they let any soccer team and high school football team play on it up until game day, and the 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 locker room situation is trash. Right. 
I, I think that I, I don't know. I guess I haven't heard that. I know the field conditions are awful, but and and the locker room situation is kind of trash. Like it's hmm. super small, like especially for the third largest market in America. Right. And so and so it's it's them trying to leverage Chicago to do something. And the funny thing about it is that you know we talk about like how let's rewind it like five minutes about um, you know the teams in Minnesota leveraging you know against their their cities and their taxpayers um chicago's big enough that it's bigger than the team so like i i, I don't think chicago's going to improve soldier field any anything that is a detriment to that team i'm in favor of so you know <laughs> keep it up boys you're doing a great oh. job you know still sorry just... that you let uh baldy mcvisor go and uh run away last year and get a decent head coach so yeah looking at um moving back into baseball <laughs> the sport the sport that's playing about, yeah. yeah the sport that's actually playing the brewers I right now are myself. sitting in the um the wild card the last wild card spot uh half game behind miami three games behind either the dodgers or arizona uh because those two teams are tied for their division lead so they're they're tied for the division lead and tied for the number one wild card uh so and then the Mets are right two games back of the Brewers. Giants, who we just had a hard time with, two and a half back of the Brewers. Uh, Philadelphia, four games back. So the team right below the Brewers is 30 and 30. You know, they're two games back. It's 500. Every winning team right now is sitting in a playoff spot. There are six winning teams in the National League, and they're all sitting right there. Whereas in uh, the American League, there are two teams with winning records who are currently outside the playoffs. So... And and we well, we played them both. <laughs> uh, actually, yeah, a lot of those guys there. So I mean, like the big thing that's happened today is we got Luis Urias back, and I'm torn on this. My my mother in law is not. Um, Luis Urias is her boyfriend, and she was very happy to have him back, and I'm happy to have him back because I'm glad he's healthy. But I, Brian Anderson's been one of the best players on this team this year. Like. I don't know. What do you do with that? He, he's been one of the hottest, most consistent hitters on this team. And uh, he's been playing a good glove over at third base. There's no, I don't have any complaints on him playing third. He's looked fine. Um, he's he's on the thing right now on, ML, on the MLB Brewers page here where they're like, hey, do your all-star ballot. You know, vote all Brewers for some reason. Um and and the guy they've got the guys they have on here is you know Contreras, Tellez, Terang, Adamas, and then Anderson as your third baseman because he's been the third baseman since opening day. This is Luis Luis Urias' second game. He had I don't know if you saw it, Aaron, but it was the most absurd strikeout uh, of the Brewers season, not ever. But he the ball comes in high. He's already starting the swing. Ball comes in high and at his face, so he ducks out of the way, but also turns his shoulder in such a way that the bat comes through, <laughs> comes through right. the zone. So it's a sweet strike. Great, ar- great argument from being on the All-Star team, by the way. Yeah. So I just, I don't know. I, I mean, I, he's got some power. He's he's good at third. I mean, he's got a good glove. I mean, there's nothing wrong with it. The, there's no drop-off in defense. There's none. It's probably a little bit better than Anderson at defense. Um, I'd almost rather keep him to spell Terang and Adamus than have him replace Anderson full time. You know what I mean? I don't know your thoughts of the whole thing. I, I, yes, 
Sure. <laughs> I mean, it's it is what it is. I mean, it we're we're talking about I mean Urias is a he he, he was a high-end prospect when when the Brewers got him. Um I have high hopes for him still, but it it's a lot of non-all-stars on this team. Oh yeah. So it's it, whoever's playing best just play him. You know, there, there's not a single person that is 100%. I mean, even at this point with this contract, Gillich, it's like it, it nobody, it just played the hot hand at this point because there's nobody. Maybe Contreras. Contreras looks all his, right. Be, because of his position. But, I mean, I don't see anybody else that has to be played. Anybody that has overly earned their position, you know? So, I mean, you're right probably yeah so <laughs> that's good enough i don't know i mean i i've never i've never been less i mean I've, I've never been less involved in a brewers team ever because i don't know any of them you know what i'm saying i i know <laughs> some of the pitching staff you know but as far as like the position players it's you know yeah i was just trying to pull who, the, who, uh... who's 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 the big dog adamas and that's it Pretty much, rowdy, rowdy. <laughs> I mean, we got rowdy, yeah, but yeah, it's a lot of fun. I like R- rowdy, rowdy, who would be a good first baseman on a super good team. I, I still think he's he's really, I don't know, he's he's good. I don't think he's, he's... a good first baseman. He is yeah. a prototype. Prototy- I've, I've, I, w- I will stand by that, and yeah. I, and I, he is he is he is a good fifth option on a team in the batting order. You know what I'm saying? Like he, he shouldn't be any sort of a primary focus. He's a good, he's, he's a, he's a good fielder. He is. He's a great a fielder. Prototypical yeah. first baseman. Um, crowd favorite. He plays hard hustle. Doesn't miss games for the most part. Great. He yeah. shouldn't be your one or two top players on offense. Well, I also like just to your point about some of this with the injuries too this year. Um, the Brewers started off this game on Sunday, uh, which had Yelich leading off, which was fine. Uh, Miller in the two spot. He's been hitting well, but he goes over five in this game. And then gets pinch hit for by Terang at one point. They put Tellas, give him the day off from the field, and let him DH, and then Contreras. And then Brian Anderson, but then followed up with Singleton at first. Uh, Monasterio playing second or short. Starting at short and moving to second, uh, then Weimer, and then of course uh, Perkins. You know who, by the way, hit a grand slam. It's like, okay, I guess it's his first. I, I like Monastery. We uh, considered sending Andrew to one of his schools. Yeah, they're good. They're very pleasant. Yeah. Um, yeah, but that's just I like, like to your point from like last week. Like, I don't know who some of these guys are until they show up in a lineup and then go look. It's like, oh god, he's thirty, you know, or something. It's just like, um. Perkins just pulls up. Uh, Blake Perkins is number 16. He's actually only 26 from uh, Verado, Buckeye, Arizona. was drafted in 2015 by the Nationals. Um, he's got a this this year's his first year up. Um, he's got he's got 22 at bats in his entire career. I'm like, okay, interesting, I guess. But it's like, you know, uh, I'll I'll say something controversial right now. Okay. And that is, you know, um, I really do believe that 
and Drew and KB were talking about this on the way home on the radio today. I was listening to them, uh, not as much as I used to, but I still do. Mm-hmm. Um, Craig Council <laughs> is maybe doing his best managing ever right now. Like, it's possible. because there's nobody. You know, when he inherited this team initially, like he had some stars and he had Yelich who could still hit, you know, and I was listening to that and just listening to you talk now. And I've had this thought in my head. I'm like, are, are we like two steps away from the Oakland A's? No. After having, after having Manfred come in and declare our stadium unworthy for Major League Baseball. And, you know, we're... we're were Burns and Woodruff being traded away from having nobody on this team? Uh, I don't think that's entirely the, the point where the Brewers are at. Because I think Mitchell is a, is a star in the making. Uh, I think Weimer has some has some real high-end potential. Not maybe an all-star, but Corey Hart-type level stuff with better speed. Um, Contreras is going to be around for a little while. I mean, even if Yelich isn't much, we still have... Those two, we're still going to get Freelick back. Freelick is injured and will be back as another outfielder. We have the number one prospect in baseball in our double-A system right now. Uh, We got some really young guys, so it's going to be some Grin and Barrett kind of years here, uh, which, like we said, the only reason that this is working right now is that the entire NL Central decided to rebuild at once. Uh, But I I like the young pieces here. I think Weimer's really good. His fielding... Having him and Garrett Mitchell in that field together, I, I mean, like, that takes away so many places you can put a ball. The speed in that outfield would be crazy. And then, you know, it's almost to the point of if somebody would take Yelch's contract, you would definitely look at it because you got two other outfielders da- down there who are doing really well. Just, you know, Freilich's injured this year. I think they got a real plan to keep Chario down there for another year. Uh, and, and let him continue to grow, but he is just raking on people. Uh, I think they have some pieces there, but not for right now. They are not a right now team. But like I said, in three years, I think a lot of the central is going to be pretty good. Uh, we're going to have to see what they do for bringing up other pitchers at this point. Again, Ashby's out, out for the whole year. We have been doing this without Woodruff for over a month. And uh Yeah. Lauer's been pitching all right. Not great. I mean, you're need better than that coming in after this, but most of the best prospects the Brewers have right now are kind of offensive players. Um, and we'll see what they do with pitching after that then. The bullpen's been up or down. I don't know. Not as good as it's been the last couple of years. But they're getting enough of it done that they hang in there. But, yeah, every now and then they just get. I'm going to have to hang on your positive positivity then, John, so. My positivity is a couple years out, <laughs> to be very clear. Like, yeah. the only re- thing I'm hanging on in this season, I don't, I mean, I don't know if the Brewers make the playoffs because there's so much youth on this team again, and the injuries have been piling up a lot. Um, just hanging in there is going to be kind of a, a win this year, I think. Mm-hmm. And then w- we get guys back, well, the younger guys get a little better. And then we you know, we see what they do in a year or two. I think it's a wait-and-see kind of approach on this team. I mean, I'm still here. You know, I'm a Brewers fan. I'm going to watch. I, you and I have watched them through some awful seasons. I, I know. And I was, we're I like, gonna... Johnny Jaha is going to save this team. And we're like, oh, oh we all oh, need God. to quit. <laughs> but, um, yeah. Greg uh, 
Vaughn Valley oh. out, in, uh, out in left field of old uh, yeah, oh. <laughs> County uh, Stadium. Stadium. No, so you'll be happy to know on that note that uh, I am doing two games. I almost uh, – so on Father's Day weekend, uh, oh, nice. just by chance, Holly and Ruby are going to be gone. So it's just me and Andrew for the weekend. And I almost bought tickets for three, all three games of the Pirates series on oh. Father's Day weekend. But we're only doing – Saturday and Sunday. So the strike of not going to Brewers games after the trade last year that made me no longer go to games is off. I will be there. And veterans, if you don't know it, you can go to GovX. You can get half off tickets on Sundays um, and good tickets, too. If any veteran doesn't know about GovX, you should go there. Get your DD-214 and go on. They They have half price tickets. They have lower price tickets for sporting events as well as theme parks. You know, Disney, Valley Fair in Minnesota, um, Great Flags, all that stuff. Yeah, and also that, a lot yeah. of gear. If you want to buy a lot of weird hunting knives, they got all of that cheap. Of course they do because you can't go to the PX anymore, but you can still buy a knife. <laughs> right. Yeah. So, no, me and uh, me and Andrew are sitting uh, right on the – the the. it's not front row, but that um, on, on the left field or right field corner – where you're right on the edge before the fall pole. Okay. For 20 bucks a ticket. Nice. That's what it was. And they had the other tickets thing. In, they, had, they had front row tickets up in the 400 section for thirteen fifty a piece. And it's Buckethead Day on Sunday. So you can get a <laughs> Brew Crew or a Brew City, uh, yeah, Brew Crew Buckethead or Bucket Hat. And then on nice. Saturday, we are going to, uh, we're going there as well. And then we're sitting up at the cheap seats. But that is, um, Craig Council, Indiana Jones Day, bobble, oh, Craig Council, Indiana Jones Bobblehead Day. You got to pay a little bit extra for it, but we still got those tickets for cheap too. So, anyways, and I believe they still do the um, Sunday games for veterans. If you have a DD two fourteen or military ID, you can get two tickets on Sundays for home games. So yeah. there you go. Those are always fun. I don't know. Um, the big thing, I guess, looking forward is we're going to say just. The Brewers got a couple games here. This is going to be three tough ones here with the Orioles coming in. Uh, but then you get to watch them play the Athletics, which, man, they better win all three. Watch them take two out of three from the Orioles and get swept by the Athletics. I mean, it's just it's the sort of thing the Brewers would do. Just yeah. It just is. All right. I don't know, Aaron. Where are we on other sports right now? There's <laughs> just not as much to go over. I don't know. I was um, watching some... Yes, I was watching some Christian Watson highlights from last night. So it makes me happy. Um, yeah. Badgers did get a couple more recruits. Uh, several of them are high ranked three stars, and they got a four star as well here. Um, right now on 24 7 sports, their 2024 class is ranked 21st. So with 10 recruits, like I said, a four star and a bunch of three stars, but they're, they're decently rated ones. Uh, they're I mean, there. I did I did really well on NCAA fit football 2013. Was that the last year? 13 or 14? Uh, 14, I think. 14. I did really good with the Idaho Vandals on numerous occasions with recruiting classes like that. <laughs> Five-time national champions. So. There you go. Um, that's going to be the one that's going to include uh, Mabry Matower, who's a well-liked uh, three-star quarterback. Uh, they got... Was he? He's out of Texas, right? Yep, with the Woodlands, Texas. Um, they just got another cornerback. He's like a six foot two cornerback. Um, mostly interesting because, you know, this is the sort of thing that that he likes to do. You know, like 
Fickle likes to go out, find cornerbacks that match his system, and then, you know, bring them up and do things with them. So he's turned a lot of three-star guys into, you know, pro bowlers. And so it'll be interesting to see what happens to some of these guys as they go through. And, uh, yeah, they're just – it's doing pretty well. He's keeping a bunch of the local guys. Greg Gard pulled in a four-star guard this uh, this last week here. So, you know, so, of course, what happens is is everybody tries to tell you why it's stupid and doesn't matter and why doesn't he have more five-stars. It is crazy how much hatred he gets uh, for being a two-time Big Ten Coach of the Year. Two, you know, didn't do anything this year, but two years ago he was the Big Ten Coach of the Year, and I believe the year before. Mm-hmm. And uh, so, yeah, he's locked in another uh, four-star guard to come in who looks good. Uh, be interesting to see what he can do, but yeah, it's a uh, it is rough being Greg Guard there. I don't know anybody who has a record like him who is hated as much as he is, I guess. I mean, by his own fans. Every every Wisconsin basketball coach before him, too. Yeah. So. Badgers currently ranked 14th in men's basketball recruiting in the 2024 class. There's obviously way fewer recruits. Marquette ranked 11th. Uh, the most yeah. recent thing I've seen, too, is um, the way too early rankings have Marquette initially, right after the season ended, they had him in third. But okay. now they have dropped to 10th. Uh, and a lot of that is that Marquette, we didn't expect this, but Omax Prosper is going to be in the NBA draft. I did. Yep, you nailed it right there. That's what I was going to say. And that, gone. That changes a lot of that. And they didn't, they didn't end, I mean, they added guys, but they, you know, they've got this recruiting class coming in next year. But um, they didn't add in any major transfer guys. So that's, that's going to be the hardest part of this is they didn't get that. That's okay. Marquette did, Marquette did really well last year with being um, rated really low in the preseason. Right. So I'm not worried. I think they're still great, and I think they're well coached. I think it's gonna be awesome. So yeah, the Badgers have four star Daniel Freitag and uh, three star Jack Robinson. Just Jack Robinson. Sorry, uh, he is of course the uh, the classic six six kid out of Lakeville, Minnesota that Wisconsin always gets. Right. <laughs> but yeah. So yeah. Uh, six six uh, small forward and a uh, six two point guard Daniel Freitag, let him play and again, do this please Greg Guard, just move Chucky Hepburn to shooting guard, it's really where he belongs. Uh, let him catch and shoot. He's like, they were so much better when they it's let him. Because that's that. what he's gonna do anyways. So, yeah, I mean he'll dribble and shoot this way. Just let him catch it and shoot it and be in rhythm and you know go do that stuff. So that'll be fine. All right, I I can't figure anything else we need to do right now. The only thing I was going to talk about was I listened listened to some Pack-A-Day podcasts this last week. uh, Friend of the show, Andy Herman. Friend of the show, Andy Herman, was breaking down uh, locks for the uh, 53-man roster, speaking of rebuilds. um, (laughs) And he went went through the list, and I won't won't go through the whole thing, but basically... um, of the 53 man roster, there's only like 32 locks, like for the roster because the teams are young. <laughs> so it'll be interesting. I mean, they, they, there's going to be a lot of proving who's going to be on the right. I mean, it's, you know, the quarterback's a lock, uh, two running backs are a lock, five wide receivers are a lock, 
the five offensive linemen plus Yash Nyman are lock five defensive linemen because there are no other. So they're a lock, you know, <laughs> and yeah. safety. There was only one person who was a lock and that was Darnell Savage for now, you know, oh, wow. like it, it was just, it, it was, you know, it's going to be, it's going to be, a, it's going to be a, a fun. I will say fun year. It might be a difficult year for the Packers, but it, you know, it might, it might be difficult. They're very young. Like yeah. have you seen any of the, I mean, the only guy Bakht- 30, or older is Bakhtiari among any of the starters. Yeah, he's 31. Yeah, he's 31. Which actually isn't that old for a left tackle, if you think no. about it. Like, no. As long as left tackles, as long as they stay healthy, I mean, left tackles are good until they're 35, usually. Um, but there is questions about his health, too, you know. Yeah. So, um, but I, I'll, I'll give Bakhtiari the benefit of the doubt. The guy's a warrior. Yeah. He, he he'll 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 figure it out your future um, kansas city Chiefs starting left tackle yeah exactly <laughs> right <laughs> well, there's, there's that um but i mean and, and and if that happens too like and if they offload bakhtiari for a, a haul you know it happens you know and this this packers team this year is going to be interesting you know, it's going to be. We'll, we'll see what it is. Yeah, and buckle up. Like I said, like I said, I was watching. I was watching. I was rewatching some of those Christian Watson highlights last night from last year. You know, in his limited, you know, usage, and uh, dude can move. Dude can move. Dude's got big hands too. Yeah. And towards the end of the season, especially, he, he was getting open. He was like, getting very and, confident. He caught a lot in traffic that made me very happy. Here's and. And, oh, and he 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 did a lot of he did a lot of the right things that got him got himself open, and that's the reason why he had was uh, seven touchdowns and four four games, right? Yeah, was, something like that. Was that what it was? Something like that. Besides the running touchdowns too. Oh but yeah. Like you know, the, the dude's got legitimate wide receiver one uh, moves, and he he's he's big. He's got he's got good hands too. But um, beyond that, I mean. Uh, early returns from OTAs is that uh, the 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 Musgrave and Kraft are legit. Okay, they they look good. Um, yeah, they've looked fun in the little bits I've gotten to see. And uh, I mean, there's that. So uh, I mean, this Packer season it's going to be different. It's going to be just like when Rogers took over for Favre. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and they went Here's... they went six they went six and ten and barely lost. They all all ten losses were only by one score, you know, except for except for one blowout. There was one blowout in there, so like nine of the ten losses were close, you know. And they always they'll they'll be in it, I, I mm-hmm. guess. I mean, so. And Romeo Dobbs came out and said something where he he went crazy, but mm-hmm. whatever, man. Uh, he said that basically he doesn't see any drop off from Rogers to Love, and man, that would be cool if that was true. I don't. I don't. You, you got to have I'm your boys back, man. You got to have us back. You yeah, know? that's the thing is, is like you can't get on him. He's the guy talking about his quarterback. I didn't care when Devontae Adams said that about Derek Carr last year because you say it about your guy, the guy in the locker room with you, currently. You know, so it's a nothing statement when you ask a guy, "Do you think your quarterback's really good?" You're like, "My guy's the best," and you're like, man. "People will go on," and you're like, "Who cares?" Of course, he said that. What is he supposed to say if he'd said he's terrible, or? Well, it's a step down. Like, rebuild. He said rebuild. Like, I didn't yeah. I didn't say rebuild. I'm just saying 
you know, <laughs> Romeo Dobbs said, this guy's terrible. I don't know why he's a starting quarterback in the NFL right now. I, I think it would be that you know, Dobbs he, questions he, he, love. I, I don't know why he's no so, loving Green Bay. I don't Bay. know why he's out there. I don't know why he's doing these things. Um, the loveless man, Dobbs. That guy, that guy, that guy, that guy stinks, man. He's terrible. He's terrible. Okay. All right, everybody. We're going to wrap up the show in the segment that we lovingly call our last call. Time to look around and get your bearings. It's time for the last call. All right. For the first time in a little while, we don't have track and field to talk about. And we said D3 was last week. This week is kind of off. Um, Big 10. I'm sorry. Big 10 is wrong. The, the national championships for outdoor will be held June 7th through the 10th. It's kind of fun. So the 7th and the 9th are the men's. And then the 8th and the 10th will be women's. So you get that day off between, you know, getting through your preliminary rounds, get a day, come back out, do your finals and all that. Uh, Six men athletes. We kind of talked about them last week. Men's outdoor track is ranked 17th. Uh, The women are only sending two women to the national titles. So we'll see how they do. Uh, Josie Schaefer is actually in two different events. Uh, She's been fantastic with the weight stuff, but... uh, do you want to know how far I'm reaching to try to find other things to throw into the uh, the these events here, Aaron? Uh, well, how I'll, far are you reaching? Here we go. Uh, we're going to talk rowing, which otherwise known as crew. The best finish for UW, which does have a crew team, uh, is in the women's lightweight team. I believe it refers to the weight of the boat. <laughs> but... Uh, Princeton ends up being a national champion as opposed, in, as opposed to the weight of the rowers. Yeah. I imagine they're not talking about the people cause that seems rude. It's not like wrestling, man. Uh, BU who you talked about possibly being good at dinghy sailing. No BU lightweight crew team. Second, they're the uh, runner up for the national championship. Georgetown third UW finishes fifth with 46 points. Uh, Princeton had 72. They kind of killed everybody. So it's 57 for B, uh, BU. 72 down to 57. So Princeton did great. Um, in, in the other ones, we've got uh, men's lightweight team. I don't... Is, isn't it? Isn't the UW crew teams that you can see practicing down on Lake Monona? Correct. Yes. Okay. Uh, they do not have a lightweight men's team. So they just go straight up. You know, on on and on, just up to the, the national championships here. And so for the uh, regular men's crew, the uh, Cal wins the national championship, and UW finishes fifteenth. So uh, Washington finishes second, Yale third, but but Wisconsin may have finished fifteenth, but they were only one place behind Navy. All right, Navy plays 14th, so figured out, Navy. What are you doing out there? If you can't figure out being a little bit better at being on a boat than UW, if you can't be better than Cornell on a boat, then um, maybe just go home. Maybe pack it in. Maybe the academy is not for you, or maybe it's totally for you, I guess. It, I it, it's a, it says something <laughs> about the state of things, doesn't it? Uh, yeah, so that's kind of where those end up uh, with Neil. You know what I'd uh, like to see? I'd like to see, I'd, I'd like to see the uh, the super heavyweight division super of rowing, heavy. and just put the entire offensive line of uh, the Badgers in a boat and let them row. That'd be amazing. I'd like to see that boat stay afloat. Keep the a boat big, afloat. Big... <laughs> <laughs> uh, it, it'd definitely be bigger than a dinghy. Yes. 
dinghy sailing. It, it'd be the, the, the NCAA barge competition. <laughs> like they all have to like shovel coal into some bum, sort of bum, thing. That bum, would be good. Bum. I'd watch Row that. Yeah, but... There we go. Dragon boat racing. That's a thing. Um, yeah. If you, yeah. I, have, I have participated in dragon boat racing before. That would be yes. fun. Uh, fun. So the women's rowing team actually didn't make nationals. They finished sixth in the Big Ten. And while if you go look at the UW site, it has that the uh, national championships were in Pensacon, uh, New Jersey. Uh, there is no no recap or points for them because they didn't get there. So that's too bad. Uh, but other than that, D3, what we have is that UW lacrosse was eliminated in the college uh, World Series. Uh, they lost to Lynchburg. Lynchburg was the three seed. Wisconsin lacrosse was the sixth seed. Uh, Lynchburg wins 8-6. And then East Texas Baptist, the seventh seed, beats two seed Salisbury, 7-3. And then Salisbury comes down and beats lacrosse 7-2, which earns them, since Lynchburg beat East Texas Baptist, a rematch with you know lowly East Texas Baptist, who crushed them 21-7, and Salisbury is eliminated. So East Texas Baptist played Lynchburg, and then lost again. So they they beat the two seed twice and lost to the three seed twice, and that's how that worked out. So it will be Johns Hopkins and Lynchburg for the national championship in D3 baseball. So there you go, the Blue Jays and the Yellow Jackets. I think, right? Yeah. I had, I had to look up Salisbury. Salisbury, yes. I think we talked about where they were last week. I can't remember where they were. From Maryland. Maryland, okay. okay. Well, then, yeah. Lynchburg is Virginia, and Johns Hopkins is in Maryland. So mm-hmm. Virginia, and Maryland, in that baseball championship there. Baldwin yes. Wallace, they lost. Salis- Salisbury's uh, slogan is "Make tomorrow yours." Oh, that's pretty selfish. That's uh, not ours, but yours. Yeah, bunch of jerks. <laughs> <laughs> All right, I love Salisbury though that they're the seagulls. And their logo is like one of those like super tough eagles, but it's clearly like a seagull, like yeah. wearing wearing the college sweater and walking all tough. And you, uh, mean, you mean you mean like Seattle having the sea chickens? Yeah, sea chickens. Yeah, <laughs> among other names we've given them. Uh, but that is really all I have here. And I, like that, that is still the name of my that is still the name of my uh, your uh, fantasy uh, team, yeah, my fantasy football team, which we plan to have draft on uh, August twelfth, which is my brother Mike's birthday. Which would yep. be awesome. Yep. Uh, yeah. The bee, the bee pigeons have now been uh, in a couple of different places. They moved from Proctor to uh, Proctor, that's Rock, right. Rock County. Rock County bee pigeons. Rock County bee pigeons, yeah. That's fantastic. So good. Uh, Aaron, I've run out of things to say. I don't know what other sports are out there. We're already starting <laughs> high school teams in Wisconsin are starting football camps. Uh, my son started his this week, so you can't do full-on practice, but you are allowed a week of camp over the mm-hmm. summer. You don't have to do it all at once either. They're doing like a three-day camp and then reserving some time to be able to run a separate school event for two days or two individual one-day sessions uh, somewhere down the that's line. Smart. That's smart. Yeah, yeah you want to keep them, keep them interested. It has been <laughs> – like today was a good day for football because it was only like 74 out. But like over the weekend, we had a soccer tournament here. And it was like 90 degrees and – you know where I live, Aaron. Yeah. I live at, you know, Wood County, and we had a, a soccer tournament, and the team next to us at one point 
spent all their time cr complaining about so hard to find my way up here in the north woods. Everything looks like trees. I was like, you are not in the north woods. North yet. <laughs> I was like, buddy, you are in the great middle of the state. You are in the, from the south. You are not the center. You're in the great white middle. <laughs> like, I didn't have to ask where that team was from because I could really tell. Uh, <laughs> and everything was a penalty. Everything was a penalty. I mean, when their girl did the same thing, it was not a penalty, but they were really complaining, and it it was so frustrating. Just it's like, can't you just watch this game and watch your kids? Just yeah. watch the kids. None of them are going D one. Like none of your girls are that good. I want to say it like that too, because um, I'm kind. But yeah, also had some of these. Had this one coach who who apparently has only watched the parts of Vince Lombardi where he's yelling at people, and not the ones where he's like super good to everybody and everybody loves him. Yeah, he's just screaming at these nine-year-old and ten-year-old girls all day long, um, and not just not like a "Hey, you gotta move, push back." But he's like, "Hey, what are you doing over there? You gotta get over here. Why aren't you looking at the ball? What are you doing? You're all walking around." It's like, "Jeez, man, settle down." Yeah, like, they're kids com compensating for losses when he was younger. Yeah. When you're coaching at that age, as I've learned, because I've coached high school and I've coached fourth graders and other things so it's like when you're coaching fourth graders fifth graders your entire goal is just get them to keep playing get them to have fun and enjoy the mm -hmm. sport and then when they get to high school and it, you know you're playing for state championships and things like that like man when you're going to be the cranberry crash champions like maybe settle down let them have some fun they're going to go hang out in a hotel room later and have a good time it's like come on man just they don't. They're like, gonna hang out in a hotel and eat some pizza. Yeah. Every one of those no. girls knows what the score is. You don't need to yell that stuff at them. They no, all know. Having been a head, having been a head coach in a uh, a D one. Um, uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Rhineland. Uh, yeah. On a D one team up in Rhineland, or like for a very short time. But uh, yeah, it's just why, why? Yeah. I mean, and I, I coached D one uh, high school ball around here, and you know we played Kimberly, we played Sun Prairie, we played a bunch of these schools. It's like, you know, the biggest thing, uh, and this is I think thing you and I have learned in being both both being NCOs and then me being an officer as well, and you being a better NCO uh, than I was either as an NCO or an officer. Um, just everybody has a different way of being motivated. And believing that you can yell your way through stuff uh, is just the way of showing that you don't know how leadership works. Right. Just because you have to motivate different people different ways. The biggest single advice you should ever give any coach is uh, praise publicly, criticize privately. Because mm -hmm. that's, I mean, everybody is willing to be coached to a certain degree. Don't embarrass them with the coaching. Tell them what right. they're doing wrong and work with them. But, yeah, just... Just the amount, and, and, and there's and there's a place for yelling. And there some is. people are some people some coaches are yellers, and I was one of those yellers. But it was, I was yelling positively. Like you got to do both. Sometimes yeah. you'll be like, "Hey, come up to the elbow." You got to be no. We're running two. We're running two. Get up to the elbow. You know, and but yell like or that. Like, don't yell like, "Hey, what do you think you're doing? Why don't you look at the ball, huh?" You know, like, "Hey, yeah, come up here," because sometimes it's loud. You know, because there's right. fans and parents, so. Well, just and sometimes, sometimes you have to yell out loud to to like get your players. You're using direction, directional yelling, like mm -hmm. you know, you need to get here when you come around this corner. Get inside, get in the inside lane. Don't let him take the inside lane from you, like yeah, and, and things like that. You know, or, or or when you're screaming at the end, like 
Pete, you got to give it, do it, do it, do it now, run now. You know, you got to, you got to get on them sometimes, but it's positive yelling, like not like that. You no berating yelling. Don't berate your, don't berate your players, runners, um, in front of, in in front of people. Like that's, that's, that's that's the most terrible thing you can do. Most of my football yelling was just specific technique things I would yell out. It was like, you know, like, Hey, like magic, you got to get your hands inside. You got to get your hands inside. You're wrapping up too far. Like, Hey, keep your head up. You're like, you got to drop low, you know, things like that. Like you got to tell them individual technical things to work on rather than just like, what was that? You know, like, they don't know. (laughs) And, and, and then like after, after a race too, like after something went wrong, you pull them off the side and like, what the, what, what the H was that? Like, what, what were you doing? Private. What on earth were you thinking when you did that? Yeah. Like, and you snap them to it and then you go, all right, Pete, it's fine. Don't, don't worry about it. Just be goldfish. Don't, don't don't do it next time. Let's, let's wash it away. Let's, you know, don't, let's not think about that, you know, for right now, but don't ever do that again. Like that was <laughs> the dumbest thing you could have ever done in that moment right there. Right. Ooh, and celebrate them, celebrate them all the time. Yeah. Yeah. All right. But, but Hey, but thanks for giving it. But and then you, and then you always end it with like, Hey, but you gave it your all, man. You know, like you were, you keep you working were, hard, keep working hard. You're going to get there. Doing it, man. You were You're great. Gonna get there. You were great. Just, I believe be in stu- you. Just don't be stupid next time, <laughs> <laughs> man. If I ever followed that advice, I'd have been good. Uh, yeah, I know. Yeah. I mean, I really wish there was someone just following around like, don't be, don't be stupid next time. Don't yeah, be John, that's going to be dumb. Don't be dumb. Don't do it. Don't be dumb. Don't be dumb. <laughs> All right, everybody. Thank you for joining us for another week of, you know, sports of stuff and things happening and, you know, Excel outlook, Excel championships and things. And the meat uh, championships. Yeah. The meat judging. So yeah, those sorts of things. Uh, remember you can follow the show. You can follow the show on Twitter at Scotty Johnny Pod. You can follow me at Not So Humble Host, and you can follow Aaron at Cheddar Talk. And remember, whether you are on the town or on the go, it is always on Wisconsin. This has been the Scotty Johnny Podcast. Remember to find the boys on Twitter at Scotty Johnny One or online at ScottyJohnny.com. Thanks for listening, and on Wisconsin.